On this edition of PMEA's Take Note Podcast, we are coming to you from Kalahari in the Poconos with a return guest who is going to give us an update on so many new things she's doing on today's PMEA's Take Note Podcast. and welcome to this edition of PMEA's Take Note Podcast. I am Mark Despotakis, and it's another one of these on-location versions of the podcast where you never know what the background's going to be. Uh, and so this year, uh, this episode, actually, we are coming to you from the Poconos uh, at the 2023 PMEA uh, conference, and things are going great here, and uh, we're so excited that we are able to do some in-person podcast while we're here. And one of those folks that we're able to do it with is Courtney Coffey. Courtney, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So came all the way from Los Angeles yeah. just to appear on the podcast, <laughs> just right? Just for the podcast. Just, yeah, exactly, right, right. None of that. None either. of the other stuff. That's it. That's, <laughs> we, we threw that in, but it was really this was the reason. Yeah, yeah of the course. Yeah. So, um, you know, if I, if I would say to you, tell us your resume and tell us the things that you have done and are doing, we'll probably be here for like five hours because there's just so many awesome things. Um, so let's kind of give the, uh, what's the elevator speech? Who is Courtney? Yeah, so I am a multi-hyphenate, so I do do a lot of stuff. Um, but I'm an actor. I've produced TV before. I'm really, really... Um, big in the color guard space. So when it comes to marching arts, like color guard is my thing. I've been performing for years and years and teaching for years and years. Um, and I am the CEO and founder of Simply Color Guard, which is an online color guard resource to help with promoting transparency within the sport of the arts. Um, so mostly those things, I would say. Okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna come back and, and delve into a, com a couple of those things individually, but you know, I like how you just kind of gloss over a couple of things. DCI, okay, you were in the Troopers, like you're, yeah. yeah, so I mean, this is like, you know, world-class drum corps. I did do that for a while. You've yeah. done WGI. Yeah, with a few groups, actually. Okay. Uh, JMU Nuance, I marched for a while, and Box Artium out of San Diego. Speaking of JMU, you were in the Marching Royal Dukes, the marching band there, which I, I put on the list of, of one of the best in the country, for sure. They are great. I yeah. love them so much. Yeah, for all four years, I was a part of that. And, okay, then the tele... See, I'm doing your resume now. Back to you. Like, <laughs> uh, so then, like, the television part, like, worked for Disney, worked for ABC. Yeah, Disney Channel, too. Uh, all the Disney properties, Hulu. So I worked for them in their entertainment marketing department. And then after I did that, started doing mindset coaching for entrepreneurs and executives and incorporating that into Simply Color Guard plus all the Color Guard stuff. So, so and we'll dive into Simply Color Guard a little bit later, but I uh, did a session here today for the uh, conference attendees uh, and kind of touched on that mindfulness thing. And, and I, I, I do think that it opened up some eyes for some, some band directors like, okay, this does make sense. This is something that I can do with uh, my program. So yeah, I hope so. I really hope so because a holistic approach, like treating your students like people and understanding like where they are at and meeting them there, is so important for a successful program. So let's talk. Let's talk Color Guard. Uh, we are here the week after WGI finals. 
so uh, we're also at a stage of the year where a lot of regional circuits are close to an end, uh, you know, maybe here in, in the next couple of weeks. Um, so I know you follow it closely. You teach uh, in California, so you're going to shows, but I know that you're online watching these uh, as well. Yeah. Um, what'd you see this season? What, what stood out to you? As far as trends go, you know, it differs between the classes. I will say, I feel like Saber had its year this year. Okay. <laughs> it was very specific that I noticed this, but especially in California, like everyone had Saber and that wasn't normal before. Like usually, you know, rifle and flag mm -hmm. and dance was a big thing, but Saber was big. Um, and I've noticed a lot of people this year in general, especially in world class, are pushing away from like traditional pretty color guard shows where you go out there, it's to like some piano track mm -hmm. and you toss and catch and it's very pretty. And they're trying to be more innovative. They're trying to find new ways to use the body, new ways to use the equipment, new ways to find the musicality of different pieces of music and also um, like piecing together different pieces of music as well. Yeah, that's so. interesting you, you mentioned that. I've seen that like the the music score that they're picking is yeah. is I've seen a lot of differences in that this year. Yeah, there's a lot more uh, creative liberties taken, I mm -hmm. feel like. And it's been really interesting. Like I really think it's cool and it's seeing how the industry is evolving um, to match, you know, the times that we're living in. So it's really cool to see. And I, I did see uh, not a lot, but um, I think more than I've, I've remembered in, in previous years that it, there is more focus on the storytelling of the of the piece of music. You know, there may have been we're going to do this piece of music, and whatever the show is, we don't know. There's not necessarily a story that we're, the audience is getting. Right. But now I've seen, yeah, we're taking a piece of music and we're either interpreting whatever the story is in the music, or we're creating our own story. I noticed that a lot more this year. Yeah, I think that traditionally is something that was an A class only, really, and everyone else was like, we have to be abstract, like, we don't mm. want to do that. And so it's been interesting to see Open and World kind of adopt that more, and that's been my favorite thing because I love it. Like, I love right. the storytelling aspect, obviously, as a producer, as an actor as well. Like, I'm a storyteller in many different forms, um, so I really loved seeing that. You know, uh, we, we're on a panel with us here tomorrow uh, as we're recording this, and, and one of the things that we're going to talk about uh, is general effect and, and, and what that is. And, and just talking about the storytelling thing, you know, like when these folks design these shows, you have to design it so the audience can get it. Yeah. I mean, this can't be something that I have to see a show four or five times to finally the light bulb goes off. And I did see a lot more of that this year. Oh, I got it on the first first time. Yeah. No, that's really good. I think people are understanding that when you make art like this, um, especially in a performative way, like it has to come across to the audience. Because before, it was just different, especially in world class, where they would be like, oh, this is for us. And like, mm. we want people to be like, what was that? <laughs> like, that was like their thing. They were like, we want them to think about us because they're like, what was that? That was so beyond understanding that it was incredible. And obviously, like the shows were incredible, but a lot of people were like, okay, I don't get it. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, I don't feel anything from that show, even though like, they tossed, they caught, it was clean, it was cool. Um, but yeah, it's been cool to see them bring the audience into the show more. Right. And I think that's one of the things that we'll talk about tomorrow when we talk about like what is general effect? You know, how, what is the role, and we're not, we don't need to get into it now, but like what is then the role of, of 
what you were truly doing for the audience and not like you're saying like it was oh we wanted to so they have no idea what this is about so right. yeah it really interesting point um so you talk about uh how the activity has evolved uh you know uh i think you're one of the the people that are helping it evolve by what you've created through uh you know simply color guard uh so let, let's just start you know tell us what what that is what your goals are with it yeah, so Simply Color Guard is an online resource to help promote transparency within the sport of the arts. So it started as a blog where I would just talk about Color Guard, and I would talk about design, and I would talk about choreography, and I would talk about what's going on in the industry, because nothing is really centralized in Color Guard on the internet. Like, there's pieces of how to get started here, and pieces of like, this is what a drop spin is over here, but there's no like central resource. And so I wanted to create that. Um, so I started with the blog. I created kind of like a glossary of terms because Color Guard is a whole other language for sure. Um, I created a page to help people find jobs, to help people find things within the marching arts, especially within the Color Guard community, to continue after they're not marching anymore. And also, I just started Simply Color Guard Spin School, which is an online way for people to not only learn how to spin, both at the beginner, intermediate, and advanced levels, um, but also learn how to teach choreography, learn how to teach design when it comes to Color Guard, learn about what you need, like people don't know where to get flagpoles or where to get mm -hmm. the weights or how to tape a flag. Like there's all of that information on there as well. And then I'm working on adding mindfulness stuff so that people can learn from that themselves but also inc incorporate that into their programs. Lot to unpack there. Yeah, so a lot of words. We'll come back to spin school in a second. <laughs> so one of the things that I, I really love about about the website is the glossary. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's so basic, but I think you know, to your point, like, you know, you don't know what you don't know, and we, there is this own language uh, in this world. Right. Um, but, you know, you've talked about how, you know, your high school experience in a color guard uh, was, I mean, you were not in some highly competitive color guard program. No. I mean, far from it, You're pretty right. much. And so here you are at this, you know, stage where, I mean, you're, you're very much involved in this. You're teaching, you're consulting, you're designing. Uh, to go from that to this, and then to also realize we need a resource, and is, you know, maybe answering the question for you, but like, is what you're doing, thinking of Courtney who was in high school, and like, I, have, I had no idea, and I want someone who's in that place to, to have an idea? Yeah, no, it definitely is. It, it was me thinking of that, because when I was in high school, like you mentioned, like we didn't have an instructor. Our, our captain went to random camps around and tried to teach us the best that she could, but we didn't have a lot of information. Like I didn't know DCI and WGI even existed until I got to college. Um, so I created it for people like that, for people like me who don't have access to those things, but also created it for me at different points. So like after I started marching more and learning more about color guard, I wanted to learn how to become an instructor or how to write choreography or, or more about judging and design. And so creating resources for that and also creating uh, resources for POCs within the community because I didn't have any representation or anyone to look up to when it came to that and I had to buy all of these things and and none of the things that I needed came in like my skin color you know like something simple like that yeah. as well and so I've started creating all of those things and packaging it onto the platform so yeah I noticed that page uh, that you have for that and um, I mean I just what like that most people might not have ever even thought of right. 
uh, that's so innovative uh, of you to do that. I, I want to go back to another point. Well, go ahead. You, no, I was okay. just saying thank you. <laughs> uh, I want to go back to another point. You know, I just want to reiterate this, that you were not in a, a high school program that was out there competing and that, you know, you were kind of just learning as you went and maybe it wasn't always the right technique. You were just learning whatever, right? right. You go then to James Madison, Marching Royal Dukes, incredible program. And then, you know, as part of this time frame, remember, there's an age limit on DCI. Mm -hmm. So in part of this time frame, you were able to make it into a, a world-class drum corps. Mm -hmm. That's, <laughs> mind is blown. <laughs> Thank you. I have to give a lot of credit to the staff at JMU. Um, because they cultivated an environment where I felt free to ask questions and I felt free to fail but also get better. Like I pushed myself a lot but they helped me get there as well. Uh, so it took a lot of practice, <laughs> a lot, a lot of practice. I remember my freshman year of band camp because you have to learn this entire like 15 minute show in a week, like not mm. even like the seven days, five days. Right. Um, so these days are like 12 hours long. Like, they were very long days. And I remember getting up at 5 a.m. before our breakfast, because our breakfast started at 8 a.m. And I would just like try to practice the choreography we learned the day before, or try to practice a toss that we learned the day before, because I could not keep up, you know? And so that was what I had to do in order to keep up. Uh, so just like being in that mindset of, I'm here, and like, I'm not gonna fail. <laughs> right. Even though it's very probable that I could, um, and pushing through is what helped me there. Uh, interesting you mentioned how supportive the staff was, I, you know, just from your presentation this morning, then you've taken that, realized the value and importance and tried to impart that on others and even I'm sure how you teach. Yeah. No, I'm very grateful for that. And I've also had staffs who were, who were on the opposite end of the yeah. spectrum who were like, you know, you're ugly, you're, you suck. So <laughs> that's it how just... they motivated me to get better. And I noticed how I responded in both of those situations and how I felt in both of those situations and took that into account when I was deciding like how I want to start a program, how I want to lead my, my students. And, and then also how a director uh, or any staff member, you know, looks at their program and says, I, I mean, it is blows my mind that any staff member would be like, you're ugly. Like, I just like, how could somebody do yeah. that? But I mean, I get, I'm sure that was in the DCI world is my, yeah. is my guess. I mean, it, when, you know, when, when the, the score in the competition is probably your driver. Um, but for directors to check themselves and realize what are we here for? Exactly. You know, they need to remember that. Exactly. And, and I do want to say, too, with JMU, while the Marching Royal Dukes isn't competitive, like Nuance was very competitive. And so we were at the top of our class when I was marching there as well. They still are, just in a different class. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we were at the top of our class, and we pushed ourselves a lot, but it was still like an environment of support and love. And so that goes to show, like, you can have that success without doing all of this and, and damaging your students' right. mental health. Right. Uh, so that's important. So uh, that kind of spirit, that thought process is part of Simply Color Guard then, of, yeah. you know, of putting that there. And then you do, aside from spin school, you know, you, you do some trainings, like if a, if a school wants to have you come in as a consultant, yeah. kind of specifically about these things, about mindfulness, movement, mindfulness with your color guard, and even your marching band, right? Yes, so I do in-person consultants, or consultations as well as Zoom. So if anyone has any questions 
on how to start a color guard or like what they need, like things like that. I'll do a mini consultation with them over Zoom. Um, but if they want me to come in and do like a workshop with their students or talk about mindfulness with them, I do that as well. Okay, so, and people can find that contact info on simplycolorguard.com. Yes. Okay, so we'll make sure that's on the screen too. So a component of Simply Color Guard then is a spin school. So, yeah, so tell us about this. <laughs> so spin school is something that launched in January. Simply Color Guard's two years old, um, but spin school launched in January, and it's basically like an online learning platform for Color Guard. So we've started with learning things like what makes up a flag. You know, you have the top and bottom stoppers, you have the tab, you have the silk itself, you have the pole. So learning all of that terminology and learning where it is um, when it comes to each piece of equipment. And then you have how to tape things, flags, rifles, sabers. You also have movement instruction there on how to do um, basic, beginner, intermediate, and advanced movement. And then you have the training portion, which is how to do a drop spin, how to do a pull hit, how to do a toss, like things like that with all pieces of equipment. And then um, those mindfulness things that I mentioned earlier, as well as the things for the instructors that are coming. But it is a membership-based service, and so I add things every single month because I can't launch everything at once. Right. <laughs> um, but I do add things every single month and take advice and questions from the community as well who are in it to begin to make it richer and serve them better. So let's take a, a look at a clip. So this is an this is this is kind of the sample clip uh, that you have out there, but it, it shows a good bit of what the instruction is like. Yeah. Uh, so let's take a look at the clip. To start with, we're going to start with our flag straight up and down. Our right hand is up here at the tab, and our left hand is down here at the bottom stopper. Now the bottom stopper is straight out from our belly button and our top hand is kind of at this angle right above our head. I want you to pay attention to what the pole looks like in this position. Make sure that it is straight up and down, not like this and not like this. That's another thing that we'll talk about later. The first thing that we're gonna do is we're going to let go with our left hand and we're going to rotate while simultaneously lowering this right arm a little bit to this 45 degree angle. This is our and count. So if you were to count this, you would say five, six, five, six, seven, eight, and, and count is before one. Just to get that in your body, make sure to pause this video and do that a few times. Now, once we get to that and count, the next thing we're going to do is continue rotating that wrist, dropping that elbow, and go down to one while grabbing underneath our hand with this left hand, both thumbs facing. So as we look at that, it's very, uh, it's, it, it, it is just so instructional. I mean, it's an instructional video, so that's kind of a silly statement, I guess. But, but I mean, it is, it is do this, do this, right? This is where your hand goes. Um, and as you talk about like, you know, showing where the taping goes, you know, and how do you do all of that? So who is the, who's your target audience then? Who, who are the folks out there that should be coming and signing up for spin school? So, um, 
anyone who wants to get ready for an audition, so when it comes to the students, people who want to get ready for auditions or, or want to become a part of a program, it's great for them to get a head start. It's also great for instructors who maybe haven't had the color guide background to be able to understand how to start teaching their students. Mm -hmm. And also for band directors who want to support their color guard uh, a bit more. Yeah. Because um, I know sometimes there's a disconnect between the band directors and the color guard. Uh, and sometimes there's that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's for a lot of people, and that's why I, you know, have those instructional videos like how to do a drop spin for the students directly, but also am adding like this is how you design a show. This is mm -hmm. how you cultivate like this kind of environment in your program, and so I'm really opening it up to the color guard community. Like that's what it is—a community. I love it. I love that. So uh, let's go back to this page you have uh, for, for for POC. Yes. Okay. So uh, you talked a little a little bit about what's there, um, but how talk about how that is actually also valuable not only for a student to find you know the the right uh, the the right clothing that they that they're going to need, but how valuable is it also for an instructor who has never thought about those things? It's extremely valuable because you're going to have students from all walks of life. Um, you're going to have students with extremely different backgrounds than you had. And it's important to completely or try to understand them, but you're not going to completely understand them and know that that's okay. You know, um, but as long as there's that effort there, because when I was marching, you know, I marched in a lot of programs where I was the only one who looked like me, or I was the only one who had the background that I had. And so I didn't feel seen and I didn't feel understood, and so it was harder for me not only at first with learning how to do it, but also connecting with my staff and connecting with my teammates and connecting with the industry as a whole because it tends to be very um, like closed off. It's not very inclusive sometimes in the sense that, you know, marching is expensive, so not everyone can access that. Um, getting certain things, like getting the instruction, within certain programs is not something that everyone has access to. And so hopefully this page like gives people a little more insight, a little more um, comfort in knowing that they are seen in some parts of the community and also helps people understand their students and their friends a little bit more. So uh, kind of a personal question there, like what was that like for you when you are there not only as like I'm trying to figure out how to do this, but also I don't look like probably most of the people right. or, or I mean, you know, were you were, were you it like were you or, or, or was it like I don't look like most of the people or I don't look like any of the people? Um, so there were 60 people in my color guard my freshman year of college. And there were three people, including Gosh, me. Gosh, okay. <laughs> that looks like me. Um, so it was a little isolating. And they were both upperclassmen, you know, and I was a freshman. So. so you had it all going against you there, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was isolating in a way. Um, I found community in other ways at the intersections of diversity when it came to connecting with other people in that way, as I have my whole life. Because, you know, I've grown up in spaces in a lot of ways where I didn't have people who looked like me um, but it was isolating in the sense that you know like everyone would get these costumes or like get the new tights or get the gloves and it would be perfect for them and it <laughs> didn't work for me um, 
it was isolating when it came to experiences and like talking about experiences with people and, and they wouldn't have any idea what I was talking about and I would have mm. no idea what they were talking about. Um, so I had to kind of like navigate that myself a little bit. And so um, hopefully, you know, if a staff member is looking at this page, then they can help those students navigate this so they don't feel alone. And if the student is looking at it, they can understand that like there's a place for them here. Yeah, and it's just so important for the staff then to understand yeah. that um, I, you know, I, I used to say the glossary was my favorite thing, but I think this is like my new favorite <laughs> part of it. I mean, because it's just something that that unfortunately is not thought about. Yeah. Um, and and we want it's it's just like a music ensemble. You want every possible person who has an interest in doing this to be involved in it. Yeah. Um, and you're helping to move that along, yeah. which I love. Uh, so then what's next for Simply Color Guard? What's next? <laughs> so we're going to keep growing with Spin School. Uh, so adding different levels, um, adding the choreography, adding the mindfulness stuff. I'm very excited about the mindfulness stuff. So lots of editing in the future <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> lots of video editing. Um, but hopefully, like, taking these virtual, it's like a virtual platform um, but taking it in person in some ways so going out to shows and doing like in-person clinics and doing master classes either like streamed or in person or both maybe you know and so just continuing to provide accessible education to people all right let's let's totally change topics <laughs> here so you know I, I I actually don't think you sleep because it just seems like there you're just always doing uh, a million things and starting new projects so uh, I don't know if you call it a project but one of the things that you've do, been doing I guess for like a year or so is that it's about a year okay now. is learning to sing yeah. and not only learning to sing learning to sing in a pretty public way yes so tell um, us tell us about this I've always wanted to be a singer. Like, since I was little, I was like, I'm going to be like Hannah Montana. <laughs> <You> okay. <know? laughs> um, we had the Disney connection there right, then, right? The okay, Disney yeah. connection. And I, I, I mean, I wasn't a terrible singer, but I definitely wasn't good. And so that was kind of delusional of me to be like, I'm going to be a pop star and, like, can't sing. So last year, about a year and a half ago, I guess now, I decided I was going to learn how to sing, and I was going to keep myself accountable by posting the entire journey on TikTok. Uh, so I've been posting my lessons, posting like my covers, posting my journey with writing songs as well. That's something that I've been getting into. And um, yeah, just posting it not only for me, but also for inspiration to show people that this change can happen. And my whole goal with it when I started was like, I want to release, release a single by the mm -hmm. end of the year, which I did do. Mm -hmm. It's called Breaking Free. <laughs> so I did do that. Uh, but now the goal is to release an album. Okay. So and you're writing all the songs. I'm writing all the songs. I used to write songs when I was really little. And one of the reasons I stopped singing and have restarted is because I had vocal teachers in the past who were just like, oh, you're just not a singer. Like, it's not going to happen for you. And so I stopped singing. I stopped writing. I stopped playing my guitar and, like, all of that stuff. Um, but then because of the support of my family and of my friends, I picked it back up. And, and that's when I started to learn how to do everything again. So it's kind of like picking back up from zero, but it's been yeah. really interesting. So you're taking le you lessons in LA, like in-person lessons, or how are you doing lessons? How are you, how are you learning to sing? Yeah, so when I started, I was doing online lessons, but they weren't like one-on-one, -on -one. it was like a course. Okay. I was taking a singing course. 
And then I started from connecting with people on TikTok, actually, uh, taking over Zoom courses or live lessons, over Zoom live lessons with different people. Now okay. I have like one vocal coach who I work with every week. But before I was doing like master classes and stuff from people who would invite me. Um, and so it's been really, really cool to see how different people teach and see yeah. people's backgrounds and see what I resonate more because not everyone learns the same way. Right. right? Um, so it's been really, really interesting. And I, I just, you know, it's so public. You're putting it out on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, was there <laughs> trepidation in that at the, the get go or even today? when you do it? I mean, sometimes it's scary because you're like, this is a really vulnerable part of me. Like, I've always wanted to be a singer. People told me I couldn't do it. And now I'm posting it for millions of people to watch. Um, <laughs> so that is scary for sure. And and when it you post things on a public platform like that, you're gonna get judgment from people mm. and you're gonna get pushback from people. But I knew that going into it. And so, I just had to decide for myself what was most important because some people are not going to get it. Some people mm -hmm. are going to discourage me just like, you know, people did in real life before. And part of the reason I chose to post on TikTok and on YouTube and these public platforms was because it was a way for me to take back my power, for me to be like, you can have your opinion, but I know I'm getting better. I know that, you know, this is something that I want. And if I want, like, it's, it's at my core, then I know that I'm meant for it. Um, then I can do it, you know? So I, it was really me like getting in touch with my power and, and making that decision to be like, I'm doing this for me and I have to be okay with all of this judgment. But I, right. I yeah. <laughs> do you go back and watch ones from? Yes. You do? Okay. <laughs> I have, well, because I posted actually recently uh, like a, a year update. So I posted the one that I did a year ago and then sang the same song and it's just crazy. You see I, the progress. I've had a lot of growth. And yeah. sometimes I don't even notice the growth because it's gradual. Um, but when you see it side by side like that, you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> right. Well, you know, you said that along the way there have been people that have told you you can't do this or you right. can't do that. Uh, of all the things that I could think to say to you, that would never be in my vocabulary for you because you just keep doing things and finding new things to do. And it's I, I am blown away and impressed by that Thank you. in you so much. Um, so then, like, you know, we kind of, I guess you kind of teased a little bit of what's next, but what is next for you? Because I'm sure you're, you're always thinking forward. Always. Yeah. <laughs> so right now I'm working on an album with, when it comes to that, as well as um, different, you know, deals within the music industry. And then I'm an actor as well. So I've been auditioning, working on some web series, potentially working on some other projects very soon. And then growing Simply Color Guard. Like, that's my main focus right now. So those three things, really. So do you sleep ever? Not a lot. OK. <laughs> enough. OK, enough. All right. A good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Well, Courtney, I mean, uh, we could probably talk for hours on the many other uh, things that you were doing or have done that we haven't even gotten to. I haven't explored uh, the kind of the, I mean, the acting career and the, and, and the producing career, which is fascinating. Um, yeah. But which I guess just means we'll have to have you back again at some point. So yeah, you're you're a two-timer already. So we'll get you on a third time. Uh, thanks for being here on the podcast uh, and doing everything here at the conference. But we, again, we know this was the reason you came yeah, to the Poconos for the podcast. All right. Thank you, so much for having me. Thank you and uh, we will post uh, links where you can uh, find uh, a lot of important.
work uh, uh, when we post the podcast. So thank you all for joining us on this edition of PNEA Statement Podcast.